Right, I just thought um, these weeks we're having conversations about science and with Mark working in... Indeed. Um, I thought it would be worth having a conversation with Mark. Um, Mark's a librarian by training, but he's got an interest in the stars and astronomy. Mark, where did that first come from, your interest in... in was this when you were given a telescope? Wasn't these classic things? You brought a telescope when you're eight, and suddenly from there it all took off. How, how did it start? Well, I, I was. Tr- I, it actually made me think because you gave me this question in advance, and it, it made me think back, try what my earliest memories were of my involvement in astronomy, and uh, I can remember. Um, visiting a bookshop and seeing a book, very appropriately, of, of really sort of highly coloured pictures of the planets and the stars and things and, and space rockets and that, and sort of like really pestering my mum to buy me this book. And so I, I think that was probably my earliest involvement. But um, more formally than that, um, when I was in my sort of mid-twenties, um, um, my mother was looking through our local paper and she saw a talk being advertised called Astronomy in the Ancient World. And she said, oh, Mark, you'd be interested in this. So I actually went along and um, it turned out that the chap giving the talk worked for the same company as me. And so I got talking to him and uh, joined the society and my involvement in astronomy formally took off from there. Okay, great. What, what amazes me, um, well, what's wonderful to see, but just, again, even since the turn of the year, um, there's been lots of, I don't know if you've noticed some of the pictures that have come out of the latest telescopes, um, and it seems like in Europe there's at least a couple of major telescopes. I've tried to capture some pictures here, Mark, but if we put them up on the screen, do you want to talk us through some of, this is, I think, the Herschel telescope? Do you want to tell us something about what it's doing and what it's uncovering or discovering? Yeah, well, um, Herschel is a a special kind of telescope. Um, It's actually out in space. It's not on the ground. It was launched by the European Space Agency uh, a couple of years ago. And um, it's actually the the largest telescope in space. It's bigger than the Hubble Space Telescope. But it looks at space um, in a rather special way. Um, It doesn't look at it um, with the light that we see with our eyes it actually looks at the sky in infrared. Um, So it can actually see things that are not visible to our eyes. And it picks out very very, um, cold um, things that are going on in the universe. And and this particular picture shows a galaxy. And um, the sort of orangey, spirally bits are all the sort of dust and gas clouds in that galaxy. And they're extremely cold. They're, they're something like 270 degrees below zero. Um, they're, they're extremely cold, and you wouldn't see them because they don't glow um, in, in your normal light that you use um, to see by. So it takes a special telescope to see that detail. Oh, listen, you want to click on and see the next one. Is this, is this more dust a bit closer up, Mark, or is that I mean, layman's kind of a Yeah, description? I, I, I think so. Um, that's a spiral galaxy. It's probably very much like our own Milky Way galaxy, if we could see it from a God's eye view. Um, and again, Alison, do you want to, there's a, I think there's two more. Yeah, that's a, a, a close-up, probably 
of um, an area of star formation with our, within our own galaxy. Um, what happens is in those spiral arms, um, the dust and gas sort of conglomerates together and stars are born, um, stars like our sun. And in a, a, a dust and gas nebula like that, um, gravity will take um, control and bring matter together. And when it becomes dense enough, it ignites into stars. And, and that's how stars are made. I, I love looking at these pictures and they make me feel so ignorant. You know, they can, like, the vastness of it makes you feel overwhelmed, and yet there's something beautiful about it. It's fascinating to hear you say that this telescope picks up that which we can't see. Do you, do you think there are patterns in the universe that make things, make sense of things? Do you think that it points to uh, someone looking at the stars? Do you think that the patterns point to a mind or a cause behind that? Um, I, I think if you look at cosmology in, in the wide, at, at the very sort of deep um, truths to the universe, then I think there is evidence of something bigger than ourselves. Um, certainly if you look at the physical constants um, that um, define the sort of universe we live in, they're so finely tuned for life to evolve in the universe, it seems a, a, it would seem to be an absolutely amazingly remarkable coincidence that, that we, we, we have our being. Um, and so it does tend to lead you to think that there might be some deeper meaning to the universe. Mark, we're being aware in, um, in the series that there's a lot of different views about how science relates to, to, to faith or, or does it. And there are people around who say that science these days has replaced religion. How would you describe the relationship, as you see it, between faith and science? Um, I, I think it's a very difficult area. And I, I think there's a danger on both sides of setting up sort of paper tigers to knock down. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding on both sides as well. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's easy answers here, but, but personally, I, I think that they're, they're two very different activities. Um, science is, is very much about um, sort of um, meter readings, experiments, and finding relationships between those. And I think, um, in a sense, religion is, is, is much more um, a kind of softer area where sort of faith and intuition come into it. Um, so I, I don't think they're, they're similar things at all. And I certainly don't think you could use science to prove that there's a God or anything like that. In, in which case, then, Mark, my final question is that if you can't use science to prove there's a God, is it still rational in this day and age? I mean, people think people that come to church are crazy. I mean, look, we're all crazy here. You know, kind of, are we, is, is there, can we, is it reasonable to believe in Jesus Christ and to be Christians these days in this, in this scientific age? Yeah, um, I, mean, I think that's a very good question. Uh, I, w I would certainly believe so because I think there's a moral dimension um, that comes into Christianity which um, sets it above um, philosophies and ideas like science. Um, I, I, I don't think they offer much in the way of guidance to people in difficult situations. 
And I certainly think the moral aspect of Christianity um, actually sets it up um, very highly in, in one of the sort of greatest developments uh, of mankind. Mark, thank you for, for being willing to share. Do you want to show your appreciation? Thanks, Mark.